This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, May 14th. Joining me today is my co-host Ryan Wink. We'll have Tony Sanfilippo popping in for a couple segments and then we've got our special guest host Billy Galewood. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm doing great. Got a Fantastic. cup of coffee in me. What, what, what was your sleep scale last night? Uh, five, five out of ten. Five out of ten. Ooh, worst one yet. <laughs> I feel good, though. I feel good. Yeah. I like being a little loopy sometimes <laughs> on here. I think our audience enjoys you being a little loopy as well. I think it, I think it plays out well. It does. Billy, how you doing? Yeah, I'm great. I got up, I showered, uh, full, pretty full night's sleep. Right on, right on. Yeah. All right. Want to ask you to know I showered. Just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what it, I do for you. Important when uh, connecting uh, over Zoom. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, want to ask you guys, as I do every day, uh, you know, uh, innocent enough question. We've been talking about jobs and uh, you know, lying on your resume, things like that. But have you guys ever had a screw up at a job so catastrophic that you've wanted to just leave the state? I'm sure Billy has. Does everyone? Is that an answer? Is that every job? Sure. I had a job once. Uh, <laughs> I worked at a at a, at a place called uh, uh, Drug Mart uh, and Discount Drug Mart. They saved you the runaround. That was their that was their thing. And uh, That's I a was terrible there, tagline. And I dropped a um, I dropped an end cap of ketchup. Like oh, the no. whole end cap. I'm like doing my thing. Dropped the whole end cap. Busted everywhere. And they were so, you know, when they're so frustrated with somebody, they're like, you know what? Just go, just go, just go stack the pickles. Just go stack. <laughs> I'm like, I'll get somebody else that's competent to clean this. Your mess. I'm like, fine. I can clean this. So with ketchup on me, I go stack the pickles and I drop the pickles. Oh, no. <laughs> and, I, and I busted. So there's ketchup, there's pickles uh, all over the place. And then she just goes, uh, do you think maybe you should? Uh, uh, she liked me though, the lady. She goes, maybe you could just maybe find another job. <laughs> <laughs> I was only like seventeen. It was one of those work pro school programs, and I remember going outside and I smoked a cigar. <laughs> that's what my dad smoked, and that's the only thing I could steal. <laughs> was it a full-on cigar, or was it like a Swisher Sweet? It was a Marsh Wheeling. Okay. 
A lot of people don't know about Marsh Willings. That's some real hillbilly stuff right there. <laughs> Think about Marsh Willings is you can bite the end off and then flick it at someone. There you go. What about you, Ryan? Any uh, catastrophic failures at work? Funny enough, my uh, story was going to involve ketchup as well. Hey. I was a waiter <clears throat> and bringing out a plate. Uh, this is when I was wait, uh, waiting tables in Australia. And I had a little cup of ketchup on the plate. And as I arrive at the table, the, the cup of ketchup slips off the plate and just lands all over my this customer who is wearing white. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was just, oh, sorry. She was really cool about it, but I, you know, immediately started, I immediately just turned beet red. I was like, I'll get you a rag. <laughs> Not as red as her dress. Right. <laughs> exactly. That was, it's just, yeah, it sucked. Well, it's good to know that you guys didn't screw up this bad. So an estimated 800 gallons of raw, diluted sewage spilled into Lobdell Lake, Michigan on Monday, May 11th, after a contractor installing a seawall broke a shutoff valve with an excavator. Uh, the Genesee County Drain Commissioner's Division of Water and Waste Services reported the spill occurred Monday afternoon and said the contractor had not called Miss Dig, which is like, uh, not 411, but whatever it is around here, the call-in number, in advance of performing work at the home on Stages Island in the southern part of the county. Uh, quote, a private contractor was installing a new seawall next to an existing seawall for a private homeowner. A notice filed by the county says, ran over curb stop with the excavator causing a break four feet below ground level, spilling 800 gallons of raw sewage into the lake. Uh, the excavator fell into the lake as well, and uh, it was a really crappy mess. But, uh, you know, it, I couldn't imagine screwing up that bad that, uh, you know, it makes it into the newspaper. And uh, I don't think this guy's going to get work for a while now. That's one of those no, he, stories where you, you just go, hey, man, go over to that corner and punch yourself in the nads. Right. <laughs> That's one of those punch yourself in the nads stories. That's like, he, that guy really flushed his career down the, down the, wow. down the drain. Wow. <laughs> oh, like that joke. First segment, <laughs> and, and Ryan's already coming at us with the puns. Well, wow. yeah. No, that's, uh, that's pretty embarrassing. Imagine heading back to the shop after that. How was your day, fellas? It's funny. I was expecting a pun there, and... Didn't nope. get one, so. <laughs> I was just uh, stalling for time trying to think of one. One didn't pop up. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll move on to the next one, and I'm sure you're going to have plenty of puns. Well, Let's folks, go. we have a great show today. It is a Thursday. The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when, huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day, Okay. <laughs> On today's show, we're going to have the Darwin Awards. We have unusual subscription boxes. Our call-in contest is what we call Themioki. We're inviting people to call in at 9.15 and sing us your, your favorite uh, cartoon theme song for a chance to win a $30 Dave & Buster's uh, gift card. Super Earth was discovered. We have This Day in History. And coming up next, Tony will be joining us with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, May 14th. We have set up what we like to call the Phoenix Line. It is a a 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week voicemail line that you guys can call in. Leave a message about whatever you want. Let us know how you're feeling. Keep it entertaining. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. And uh, probably in the next week or so, we'll uh, do a segment and play your voicemail calls. So uh, call in now. Keep it entertaining. Keep it fun. Joining us now is our co-host, Tony, from his car, but uh, he is here to give us the entertainment news. Hey everybody, live from a rainy parking lot in Colorado, it's your entertainment news for Thursday, May 14th. We're going to start it off with a little, as the nerd world turns, and that is the New Mutants. Yesterday it was rumored that it may come to theaters, now it's official. It's coming to theaters. Finally. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, finally, supposedly, so Disney has decided to skip video on demand with the new mutants and decide to go ahead with a theatrical release that will be dropping August 28th. Hold your breath. It's totally going to happen. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) How many, how many times has this movie been pushed back? Oh man. Probably since uh, we started our podcast back in 2018, it was supposed to drop uh, summer of, uh, I think it was August of 18 is when it was supposed to, originally hit theaters so yep. so you think yeah. there's a uh, you think there's a good chance they'll be moving the date <laughs> again all i know is that by the time this comes out they're going to be the old mutants <laughs> there's no hope for sequel they're all officially old they can't they won't be able yeah. to because it says in the synopsis a young cast ain't young anymore yeah not so much I think they got a battle as geriatrics <laughs> yeah, we are the old mutants. We're older than X-Men. <laughs> in, in other news, uh, anyone aware of uh, the comic book The Sandman? Yeah. You ever heard yeah. Of that one? Neil, yep. Gaiman. Uh, Neil Gaiman. Yeah. So that is actually, the it's going to be coming out uh, for an Audible original series. Hey. Um, and they've got a mind-blowing voice cast revealed. So Audible has revealed the full voice cast for its upcoming audio drama adaptation of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. And it's pretty darn impressive. The cast includes major Hollywood stars like James McAvoy, Taron Egerton. I probably said his name wrong, right, Edgerton. Chris? Edgerton, Okay. Riz Ahmad from Rogue One and Kat Dennings from Thor. Gaiman himself tweeted out the full cast for the original series along with revealing July 15th will be the premiere date. Um, other notable ones that I saw on here is Andy Smeagol Circus will be Matthew the Raven. Sadly, not Gollum. Hello, I'm Matthew the Raven. But I don't recognize any of the others, but it is an Audible exclusive audio series based on the first three graphic novels in the original comic book series. Uh, Gaiman will be writing the scripts and narrating this series. There's no word yet on whether the full Sandman saga, which comprises of 10 main volumes and numerous spinoffs, will eventually be 
adapted. Adapted. Well, I can't read this. <laughs> adapted. I'm having, I'm having, I'm having the little runs that uh, we had yesterday for that. Right. <laughs> so, so hopefully. So Neil Gaiman is a fantastic author. If uh, you know those listening haven't checked out any of his books, highly recommend it. If you watch the uh, Amazon Prime uh, miniseries uh, Bad Omens, uh, that was one of his stories. And then uh, audiobook wise, you know he's British. He's got this great speaking voice. He did a audiobook version of the Cemetery Book one of his stories and uh he actually read the audiobook and it's it's fantastic i go back and listen to it probably once a year oh that's awesome well if, if you've said he's good a good voice for it then that'll be actually pretty cool to listen to so you can expect that here in july so that's coming up real quick nice. i'm really i'm gaming you gaming <laughs> wait is this the well, that could be taken author? a couple different ways yeah yeah it is Oh, I heard that one's actually a little sleepy. <laughs> but uh, I heard, what was the cemetery The cemetery one? The cemetery book. Oh, I heard that one's killer. <laughs> <laughs> I love puns in the morning. Oh, uh, yes. Let's see how many we can get out of this one. The Grudge is becoming a Japanese language Netflix series. Prepare, your, prepare yourself for Junan Ojins. The Japanese franchise, also known as The Grudge, is getting its first ever drama series on Netflix on July 3rd. How can it be a drama if it's a horror movie? Netflix has unleashed the first official trailer for the Japanese language series titled Junan Origins, which appears to explore the backstory... <laughs> a backstory of a curse that was created in Notorious Haunted House from the iconic franchise. So if you're a fan of that, that it's got a bunch of names I'm not going to even try to butcher that we don't know because it'll be uh, Japanese. It'll be done Japanese, but uh, it'll have English subtitles. So now the horror fan of the grudge, sounds like every relationship I've ever been in. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, going to be my joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy one. That was a lot. Like one's, one's name, one star's name is Yoshi Yoshi Arakawa. Now, the original uh, American movie, obviously, that was adapted from the Japanese one starred uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yes, Sarah Michelle Gellar, yes. Oof, oh. Yeah. Like Whatever, what's up with her? What's up with the... I don't know. I was an extra SMG. on that show. Were you really, Billy? I was an extra on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Potsy from, uh, Potsy from uh, Happy Days was the director. And it turns out he doesn't like to be called Potsy. <laughs> wow. Lesson Good to learned. Know if we get him on here, don't call him Potsy. Don't call him Potsy. He'll give you the flip you the bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. This one's for you, buddy. I couldn't get it in yesterday. So there will be more Tiger King coming, but it won't be about Joe Exotic. The big oh. cat is out of the bag. The creators of Tiger King are reportedly working on a new episode that will focus on Master Illusionist, Siegfried, and Roy. Ooh. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Eric Good and Rebecca Shakelin, the filmmaking duo behind the hit Netflix docuseries, have taken on a new project under the Tiger King name that will apparently explore the 2003 mauling attack that ended Siegfried and Roy's show. So, uh... It just says wildlife veterinarian and Tiger King production member, Dr. James Liu told the outlet, the follow-up episode would act as a high-minded corrective to both the original 
seven episode series as well as comedian Joel McHale's after show special. So that it doesn't say when that one's coming, but uh, you can expect another Tiger King episode, but based around Siegfried and Roy. Well, so. and the timing there is not great. Uh, you know, Roy just died, what, two days ago, three days ago? Yeah. And you know what he died of? Coronavirus! <laughs> did he? Is, is that true? He yeah. did, yep. That is true. Wow. Yeah, he died of the coronavirus. Survived a tiger attack and died of coronavirus. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, isn't that weird how corona can take out anything? It's like, <laughs> I can survive a tiger attack. I got stung by a murder hornet, but I died from coronavirus. <laughs> too soon. Are they going to call soon. the show the Tiger Queen? Yeah. <laughs> that's a good pun it's just good stuff right there oh wow all right were you guys any of you guys fans of uh garbage pail kids oh totally. yeah. well then oh, yeah. you'll be happy to know that you can litter your game night with nostalgia because monopoly is putting out a board version of garbage pail kids monopoly what one man's trash is another man's treasure has never been more literal than now the absurdly comical stickers you lovingly hoarded in your youth are making a comeback. This time, the objective of making you disgustingly rich... Oh, with the objective of this time making you disgustingly rich. <sighs> Flashback to the 80s as you fast-track to victory with Monopoly Garbage Pail Kids, which is apparently now available from the OP. I don't know what the OP is. Shut up um, and take my money! One of, one of the game pieces I can see from here is a noose, an eyeball... A garbage pail with trash, fish bones, the zit cream from one of the zit characters, <laughs> and a pile of crap. <laughs> Capturing the graphic spirit of the cards you used to collect and kept away from your parents, Monopoly Garbage Pail Kids combines two retro classics in a game you can't look away without laughing. The crew of Misfortune uh, named characters are back in your hands as locations to buy, sell, and trade, making bankrupt Barneys out of your opponents. The custom game board features 22 spaces named after Garbage Pail Kids. The revolting versions of the 80s popular Dimpy Face dolls illustrated by fan favorite GPK artist Joe Simico. I probably butchered his name. <laughs> Let the wincing and giggles ensue as you place garbage cans and dumpsters on properties such as Adam Bomb, Dead Ted, Alligator, New Wave Dave, and Creepy Carol. Randomly right. draw both Luck and Doom with renamed never had a chance and community chester cards adoption fee and disposal fee are appropriately taxes for unsavory kids just keep the exchange of booger bucks out from under the table and then the pewter tokens are actually called swirly dog poop melting eyeball zit goo tube fish bones overflowing trash can and a guillotine uh so right now if you're a fan of that it's 39.99 and oh. you can get it so uh Awesome nostalgia piece that, right that there. That sounds awesome. I'm going to go out and, and definitely pick that up. Well, Tony, we've got time for the celebrity birthdays. If you want to go ahead and take us through. It's my birthday! Xfinity couldn't stop those bad dance moves today because I'm on the Wi-Fi service. or not on Wi-Fi. Anyways, birthdays today, May 14th. Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook. Well, maybe he wasn't really the founder, right? But yeah. he's the guy that gets the re he gets the glory from it. He is 35 years old. Wow, uh, weird guy. A weird guy. Weird guy. 
maybe you've heard of this guy, uh, Rob Gronkowski. He's a, uh, I think he was a tight end for the Patriots. Maybe he plays for the Bucks now. And uh, he's currently the WWE 24-7 wrestling champion. I didn't even know he was a wrestler, too. Rob Gronkowski is 30 years old today. Great, great uh, football player, dumb as a box of rocks, though. Yeah. What? Uh, this guy, I definitely have never heard of him. He he made a movie called Howard the Duck and, ooh, and ooh, some ooh. little franchise called Star Wars. Uh, but George Lucas, I don't know. He's 75. He must be a YouTuber or something. I don't know. I heard, uh, I heard he was born without a chin. <laughs> no chin. None at all. Um, if he was in that Garbage Pail Kids game, he'd be George Pucas. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, Kate Blanchett, 50. She was Hella in Thor Ragnarok, where the uh, Not Awesome Birthday song comes from. She's 50. She looks good for 50. Yeah, she does. Uh, she looks great. Former USC Packer Ram and current free agent with amazing hair, Clay Matthews, is 33. And some wrestler named Zack Ryder is 34. The heavenly birthday today is Roy Halladay, former Blue Jay and Phillies pitcher and Colorado native. He would have been 44 if he did not fly a plane and crash it into the ocean back in 2017. So happy <laughs> heavenly birthday. That was kind of insensitive. And I get to go be insensitive to the people today. There you yeah. go. Well, that was Tony with the entertainment news. Folks, when we come back, we are losing Tony again, but uh, we've got uh, unusual subscription boxes to go through. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, May 14th. We are available all over social media. Uh, anywhere that uh, there is social media, you can find us there. The show is broadcast live every day on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. You can find me, Christian Phoenix, at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony, who we just saw in the last segment, is at facebook.com forward slash tony.sanfilippo, S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at tony.sanfilippo81. Ryan's over at facebook.com forward slash ryan.wink, or on Instagram at nameswink. And uh, Billy is available all over social media at Billy Galewood. Now, uh, I misspoke when I said uh, that this segment was going to be unusual subscription boxes. We're actually here for uh, Ryan and the Darwin Awards, if you wouldn't mind taking us through, Ryan. All right, let's do it. This is another segment of the Darwin Awards where we salute the improvement of the human genome by honoring those who accidentally remove themselves from it in a spectacular manner. Yes. <laughs> and also some Florida man stories. So <laughs> let's get into it. On the 28th of November, 2019 in Maine, Ronald Sear, 65, was shot dead on Thanksgiving evening in the rural town of Van Buren. Upon investigation, it was determined that the shooter was none other than Ronald Sear himself. To protect his family jewelry, this main man 
decided on a DIY approach, recalling his childhood when a loose tooth was tied to a doorknob. And he was told by Papa, when I slam the door, that tooth will shoot out of your mouth like a bullet. <laughs> Our man rigged a handgun trigger to pull when the door was open by unauthor unauthorized personnel. But, uh, let's see, but this and other booby traps were installed about the property with the confidence of an idiot savant. Imagine the harm that could befall an unwitting visitor to this main home on the Canada border. Thankfully, no harm came to random passers-by because it was the homeowner himself who accidentally triggered the discharge of the jury-rigged home protection bullet that ended his life. Darwin Award winner 932, we salute you. If you had one shot or one opportunity <laughs> to end your life in a stupid way, would you capture it? Or just let it slip. What was that you trailed off there? <laughs> wow! I like to drop that. Yeah. What? What a, What an idiot. So he booby trapped his house and extracted his tooth at the same time. <laughs> no, that's what. <laughs> that's what inspired the uh, the booby trap there because his dad told. Him, Tied the uh, his tooth to a doorknob when he was a kid and said, "Your oh. tooth will fly out like a bullet." So that's where he got the inspiration for the booby trap. <laughs> oh, nice! Well, he had it coming. <laughs> yeah. He certainly did. All right, let's let's move along now. On the twenty uh, fourth of May, two thousand nineteen, in Louisiana, uh, south of Lake Charles and Black Bayou. A black bayou drawbridge was closed to cars and open to boats. Uh, evidentially, this was an irresistible Friday night challenge to Texas man, 32 years old, and Texas man 2, age 23. Oh, please the tell me he tried to Dukes of Hazard it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yep, here we go. The Chevy Cruze stopped on Black Bayou Bridge. And the Texas man emerged and pushed up the safety gate for the drawbridge. His second mistake was to jump back in as the driver accelerated rapidly up the open drawbridge ramp, thinking, shoot the gap. You cannot live long if the road's IQ is higher than your own. In this IQ <laughs> test, our double Darwin winners failed. Indeed, they set a new low. Because these Texas men, unlike the Blues Brothers, lacked cop tires, cop engine, cop suspension, and mission from God. I award you no points, a and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> a witness observe a passenger emerge and push up the arm of the safety gate, then get back in while the driver backed up a bit and accelerated hard over the drawbridge edge. Over the bridge and through the waves, our double Darwin winners paved new ground and, demonst and demonstrating a new dead end leading off the path of evolution. <laughs> yeah. Them Duke boys didn't make it. If you got to raise the gate, like if you got to raise the gate, you ain't doing the jump. Because you know what I mean? It's like who who stops, raises the gate, and then goes back and does the jump? <laughs> Nicholas Nicholas Cage could have done it. He would have went through the gate. He would have went through the gate. You go through the gate. You go through the bang, gate. Bang, jump. 
Nicholas Cage is supposed to play Tiger King, by the way. I know. We we talked about that, I think, last week. Ah, um, can't how wait. How do you feel about that? Right. Really? That's good. All right. He'll do it in spectacular fashion like he does everything else. I can't wait. You can guarantee gosh darn tell you that's going to be. <laughs> he brings back that Raisin Arizona character. He'll be fine. There you go. All right, let's get let's do a few uh Florida man here. This uh I always like Florida these. man. All right. In Daytona Beach, a Florida man was arrested after spraying his neighbors with bug spray and swinging nunchucks at them before accidentally hitting himself in the head with the weapon. <laughs> According to police, 61-year-old Larry Adams was complaining about his neighbor's loud music in their Daytona apartment complex. Adams sprayed four of the neighbors with bug spray, swung the nunchucks at them, and hit himself. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. (laughs) That has Florida written all over it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the old bug spray nunchuck technique (laughs) used to, you know, that used to always work back home. (laughs) <laughs> Honey, the neighbors are acting up. Get the nunchucks and the bug spray. This is bound to work. I heard that the uh, ancient monks of Tibet uh, perfected the bug spray nunchuck technique. Yeah, yeah. it's it's an it's an age old practice, right. and uh, it's good to see that it's you know the the, the tradition is, is still alive in Florida. <laughs> All right, so, see, I want to get a few few more in here. We have enough for uh, two, so uh, go for it. Enough for two. All right, yeah. let me find it. Okay, this is a very Florida story. A Florida man was arrested after allegedly capturing an alligator and attempting to feed it beer. According to a report from the Florida Fish and Wildlife uh, Conservation Commission, 27-year-old Timothy Kepfe fed some beer to the reptile after his friend, 22-year-old Noah Osborne, caught the gator. The incident was filmed as well. After Osborne caught the gator with his bare hands, Kepke tempted the animal to bite his arm, to which it did. The Florida man then allegedly poured beer down the gator's mouth, causing it to act aggressively. The two then released the gator. So, yeah, basically the Florida man tries to get alligator drunk, gets bitten. It's the headline there. (laughs) I actually have an audio clip from the alligator himself. Get in my belly! (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There's yep. a uh, there's a show where they let people bite you, uh, not people. They let animals bite you, and they like uh, they're trying to re- you know figure out the pain scale. Yes, yes, just, yeah. So uh, he should have waited. He should have maybe that was his audition piece for that show. I don't know, but he gets nothing. He he lost. Sir. He lost. That yeah. he did. good day. That he did. All right, uh, Ryan. One more story for us. All right. I usually like to end with a uh, an actual Darwin Award involving uh, attempted murder. All right. On on fourteenth of February, two thousand eighteen, Berlin. Oh, it. Oh, that wasn't Carol, attempted. Sorry. No, no. Carol, it, it, it's Carol Baskin's fault, no matter what it is. Right. All right. A nineteen-year-old and his soon-to-be ex-wife were walking along the beautiful Havel River quarreling unable to win his conversational point the frustrated man suddenly shoved the woman into the icy river jumping in to push her under again and again but she could swim he could not she swam safely to land and quickly recovered from hypothermia he sank and lost uh, consciousness in the two degrees celsius waters 
forever forgetting to quarrel and was pulled out by water police water police wow, <laughs> germany has water police and transported to charité via show clinic in berlin i, I did that very french like the attacker fell into what is that Cars carceral a carceral coma sure and and an arrest warrant was issued against him for attempted homicide for low motives attempted homicide for low motives in german Vishusten heim to commodus aus niederen begründen begründen wow very well I don't said speak, i don't speak german uh the crime was committed in, on december 19th and the perpetrator died on february 14th an ironic date indeed from irreversible brain damage Usually no Darwin Award is granted when an innocent bystander is injured. In this case, we make a rare exception because the woman fully recovered and is perforce better off without this madman. While the diabolical and drowned... Diabolical and drowned D-doer was Darwinian done. And that is your Darwin Awards for today, May 14th. Well, thank you for taking us through that, Ryan. Uh, it always amazes me the amount of stupidity out there, but uh, we as a species wouldn't survive without those who qualify for the Darwin Awards. Folks, when we come back, we will actually have the uh, segment that I teased, the unusual subscription boxes. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you on the other side. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we want to welcome you back, folks, to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. This is a Thursday, May 14th. Now, if you've missed a portion of the show, want to go back and catch any of the previous shows, including yesterday's Wacky Wednesday, where things went off the rail, but we still had a ton of fun, head over to americamatters.us, click on the show's podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and you can find any of our previous shows there, or you can head over to your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, iHeart, TuneIn, you name it, we're probably there. While you're there, go ahead and hit the subscribe button so you can get the latest episodes each day and uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Well, we are uh, talking right now about subscription boxes. So, uh, over the last few years, subscription boxes have taken off like wildfire, and of course now in the time of quarantine, uh, even more so. You know, there's some really, really handy ones. Uh, Birchbox comes to mind, uh, ones, you know, for really sort of everyday fashion, uh, whatever it may be. Um, I, for instance, uh, you know, sort of a geeky, nerdy guy. Tony and I do a podcast called The Proton Pack, and uh, one of my favorite subscription boxes there is Loot Crate where you get uh, some, you know, fun swag from the world of movies, video games, comic books, things along those lines. Now, uh, Billy and Ryan, uh, have you guys ever subscribed to a box, or uh, are you familiar with any that uh, really kind of stand out to you? Well, there was... Um, uh it was a box. What was I want to? It was like Nature Box. It was a bunch of food, right? Yeah, yeah. Nature well, I had Box a is guy great. One. Airbnb my place once, and he turned out to be a real dork. 
And uh, I had to get him out of here. And his girlfriend was an awful Frankenstein monster. <laughs> so I got rid of those guys had to leave. But and, and what they and then I lost a bunch of money. And but their nature box came to my house for the next three months. So I ate their food and I thought the service was good. How was the, it was how was the food? Was it? tasty no it was good it was tasty i really appreciate those guys not canceling your subscription <laughs> to my house for three months i had steaks it was awesome i never buy steak <laughs> what about so you that's Ryan? The, only, the experience i had yeah i've never had uh i guess these this kind of new iterations i did used to subscribe to a, a vegetable i got a box of vegetables on a weekly basis from local farms that was, I guess that would oh, be cool. the, yeah, the closest uh, to a subscription box that I had. So it was just the veg veggies changed every week. So I had to be on it. And those, so my veggies wouldn't go bad. Those ones are great. You know, it, it supports local co-ops. There's also one called yep. Butcher Box where uh, you can get, you know, pounds of meat delivered to you every month, um, you know, for those carnivores out there. But I uh, wanted to run down some of the more unusual subscription boxes that are out there and gauge your guys' interest on if it's uh, something that you'd partake in. The first one comes from Skulls Unlimited International. The uh, boxes start at $24.99 a piece. You can explore the natural world through a subscription that some might find a little ghastly with the monthly Bone Box from Skulls Unlimited. A unique grab for bone collectors and the genuinely curious, each box delivers professionally curated and cleaned top quality bone specimens, including animal skulls, bones, teeth, and claws, along with an info sheet deta <laughs> detailing interesting facts about the month's featured animal and uh, hashtag bone box. Oh, yeah. So uh, is that something that would be up your guy's alley? I put my bone in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> uh, you cut a hole in that box. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that doesn't interest me at all. It sounds freaky. Uh, and whoever orders bone in a box better be a, a paleontologist or something. <laughs> I don't it, even know what a paleontologist is, but there better be one. It, it sounds <laughs> a little too specific for something to sustain over months long periods and, uh, you know, actually make them any sort of money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's just, it's just, um, <laughs> all right. So maybe that's not up your alley, but, uh, you know, this one, at least for the, uh, Bigfoot fan in your family is the okay. cryptid crate prices start at $37, uh, $37.99. Where am I in Europe? $37.99, uh, delight in everything cryptozoology with each monthly cryptid crate celebrating the not-yet-substantiated species of the world like Nessie, Mothman, and Sasquatch. Each month's box brings a curious collection of four to seven hand-picked items, including graphic t-shirts, offbeat home decor, unique accessories, books and films, all from some of the best artisans and independent producers wow. in the business. Uh, are either of you guys into sort of the unknown, the truth is out there, uh, you know, cryptozoology type things? Uh, yeah. Crypto Yeah. I'm, uh, the only thing, uh, uh, more hard to believe than Bigfoot is, is cryptozoology. 
<laughs> Wait, yeah, that box yeah. can be yours for only thirty-seven and ninety-nine. <laughs> yes, thirty-seven <laughs> and ninety-nine. Wow. Oh. And ninety-nine people to to believe uh, in Bigfoot. There yeah, I'm not buying it. And ninety-nine believers. I'm, I'm not buying it either way. Okay. Yeah. Well, you may not believe I mean, in. Bigfoot, but if you believe in ghosts, this next one's for you. It's the Parabox, Parable, uh, Paranormal Mystery Tees. Starts at $16.66. I uh, wonder if they did that on purpose. Parabox is a Tea of the Month subscription with a unique paranormal twist. Join a slew of happy subscribers by unboxing a soft, limited edition t-shirt sporting a funky, intricate design that is also a puzzle just waiting to be solved. Find an info card tucked inside that offers clues to help find a password hidden on the site. Players who come up with the correct solution get entered for a chance to win fun extras in the next month's box. And, uh, yeah, for $16.66, if you are a fan of the paranormal, that's not bad for a T-shirt. Remember the decoder ring in uh, A Christmas Story? Totally. And he gets I was it. just thinking that. Yeah, it's just by multiple meal or whatever. <laughs> Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Yep. That's what that is. That's an that's exactly what that made me think of. Yeah, exactly. You get it, and you're like, "Huh? A free ghost comes with this package." <laughs> <laughs> an Ovaltine box. Well, I think we can uh, all appreciate this next one. Uh, it's called the Intoxicated Intellectual. The prices start at forty five dollars. The Intoxicated and. In- Intellectual is the book of the month club you have been waiting for. Sending one classic read plus a cocktail recipe inspired by the novel and all the necessary drink fixings from syrups and bitters to mixers, garnishes, and bar tools. This box delivers everything but the spirit. Focusing on convenience, savings, and fun, each box also outlines the connection between the book and the drink, creating a truly unique reading experience. That's the way I like to read. Blazed off my ass drunk. <laughs> With some grown-up drinks. Right. <laughs> you know, I think I would actually go for that one. Um, it's quarantine. You got time. You got time. And a willingness to drink. <laughs> I could get drunk without a, a subscription to getting drunk. I don't need a subscription. True. Hey, I just signed this new Get Drunk a Month Club. I'm not. You gotta stop. You gotta start coming up with different excuses, though. Rather, I'm just gonna drink. You're like, oh, I got the subscription. Honey, I paid for the, the sub- subscription for six months. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? To do? <laughs> I drank it all in the first day. Don't know why. All right, we've got time for one more real quick, and this goes well with uh, Ryan's box of vegetables. It's the Louisville Vegan Jerky of the Month Club. Starts at $19. Maybe the very idea of vegan jerky is a little out there, but the flavors packed into every box of the Louisville Vegan Jerky of the Month Club will convince you otherwise. The perfect treat for anyone leading a vegan lifestyle? Each month's box delivers three bags of delicious vegan jerky featuring unique flavors like maple bacon or perfect pepperoni, plus a special surprise flavor and a Louisville-themed postcard as a fun add-in. Well, folks, we've reached the end of this first hour. Stick with us through the long break, and we will be back with our call-in contest. Don't go anywhere. Fuzzball. 
I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Thursday, May 14th. This is the second hour of the show. First hour went off without a hitch. We're having a good time here with my co-host, Ryan Wink. And we don't have Tony today. Filling in is our special co-host, Billy Galewood. How are you guys holding up so far? Good. So far, so good. I'm uh, going to go get some bacon <laughs> after this show and cook it. <laughs> I know. I'm hungry now. We talked about bacon. And you just bring up bacon on the break, and then that's it. That's breaking. Breaking. Breaking on the break is breaking. Break, breaking and entering my mouth. <laughs> Waking and bacon and breaking. All right. Wake and bacon. There you go. So this is an interactive show. We want you to call in at the end of the segment for today, a contest. We normally do a call-in topics, but every once in a while we throw a contest in. We want you guys to call in with what we're calling Themioki, and uh, sing us. It doesn't have to be good. It just has to be entertaining. Your favorite cartoon theme song for a chance to win a $30 Dave & Buster's gift card. I'll give you that number here at the end of the segment. But uh, the discussion got going. You know, we were throwing some ideas back and forth, and you know, nostalgia always seems to come up. And uh, you know, one thing we love to talk about are the cartoons that we grew up with and the iconic songs that are associated with them. So uh, it's you know, we've talked about it many times. Tony and I do a pop culture podcast, and it is no secret that this is not only my favorite cartoon '80s franchise of all time, but favorite theme song as well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you don't get more iconic than Transformers. Um, you know, it, you tell anybody more than meets the eye, and, and, you know, that song immediately pops into their head. Uh, did either of you guys grow up with Transformers? Was that on uh, a you know top ten list for you guys? Yes. Yes. Because G.I. Joe and Transformers were like, they were neck and neck. They were like, you know, they were kind of the same show, but one was a robot's. So yeah, I was that was prime time me eighty five prime. prime. <laughs> that was Optimus Prime time me. <laughs> yeah, they're both Hasbro properties, and actually, uh, IDW, who does the comic books for them, have done a number of crossover series where uh, the characters have interacted, and which is it was yeah. a comic book. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It was a Transformers GI Joe comic book. I had it. So good. 
So good. Well, uh, Tony, who can't be with us on this segment, he sent in his favorite, and uh, everybody should recognize this one. Wow. You know, they said Donatello does machines. Whoa. <laughs> well, sounds like a couple ex-girlfriends of mine. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you uh, know, I never realized that all the ad libs in there. We're hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not very tough. No. Break, no. In We're fact, gonna beat you up. Come on, man. You gotta get like, hey, I'm a turtle. In fact, I had heard somewhere, and I don't know if this is true, that in the cartoon series the turtles never actually used their weapons in battle they only punched what? and kicked and they just held their weapons so again i don't know how true wow. that is but uh, probably because they would kill somebody with their weapon, <laughs> <laughs> like a sigh or a blade the only a thing you sword could really, a, a sword. sword all you could use is that stick probably <laughs> the bow really staff not. the bow staff and nunchucks were nunchucks are just for Numbchucks are just for Flash. He could have hit himself with some yeah. bug spray. He is. From, he's probably from Florida. That turtle. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, that theme song is iconic. Obviously, you guys heard uh, through it. Uh, you can't not sing along. It's 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 amazing. Now, little known fact: the guy who wrote the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song was none other than Chuck Lorre, who created Big Bang Theory, really? Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, how he got started, was writing uh, music for TV. You know what's funny? When you first said Chuck Lorre, I thought you said Chuck Woolery. <laughs> and I was like, the guy from the dating show? <laughs> Sorry. Lo that, love Connection? That would love be... Love Connection? Guy wrote the Teenage Mutant <laughs> That would be more impressive than uh, the Big Bang Theory guy. All right, our next one is one that Billy pitched in. Let's give it a listen, then Billy can tell you about his love for it. Faithful and friendly with stories to share Tell the forest they sing out in chorus Marching along as their song fills the air Gummy Gummy bears Yeah. 
I got to say, for those who are only listening to this, you got to go back and watch the video. Uh, Billy's dance number to that intro was well worth the watch. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, gummy bears. Uh, you know, the only thing I remember about that show is the intro. Well, what about, didn't they drink some sort of potion and bounce on their butts? They did. Oh, right. They drank, they got, they got lit. And then they, and, uh, then they, they could bounce on their butts. What a, what a special skill! Look, hey, hey, just drink this, and you'll be able to you'll be able to bounce off of your butt and come back up. They're like souls. We don't need invisibility. Give me that butt bounce tonic. Nothing like Disney afternoon to uh, promote uh, drinking a uh, psychedelic substance that makes you uh, superhuman. Sounds like a Saturday night in L.A. <laughs> all right and finally before we head into our break uh, we do want you guys to call with themeoki you guys are going to sing us your favorite cartoon theme song like i said doesn't have to be good just has to be entertaining we'll choose a winner for the 30 dollar uh, dave and buster's gift card but uh, ryan's submission today was another disney classic afternoon song that you can't help but singing we're talking ducktales real quick ryan do you want to touch on uh, your love for this uh, theme song well, I imagined one day I would be rich and I would have a room filled with gold, gold coins that I would dive into. And uh, that's in the intro. I think he's backstroking. He's spitting coins out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. Scrooge McDuck, man. He was. Uh, you kind of look like that now, but instead of gold coins, it's dead plants. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes things don't pan out the way you plan, Billy. Just gotta roll with the punches. I'm just kidding. You're on your way, dog. You're on your way. I'm on my way. All right, folks. We're gonna take you into the break with this iconic theme song from DuckTales. As a reminder, the phone lines are open now. Call us 844-790-TALK. That is 844-790-8255 for Themeoki. Chance to win a $30 Dave and Buster's gift card. Don't go anywhere. This is uh, you can't help but sing along, and we'll see you guys on the other side. Oh. Join the conversation. Call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. 
All right, and we are waxing a little nostalgic here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Thursday, May 14th, we are talking cartoon theme songs that we grew up with. And uh, in the last break, played some of our favorites. Uh, Like I said, you can't help but sing along. So much fun. Well, now it's your turn to let us know who your favorite cartoon theme songs are by singing them to us with a... Uh, contest that we call Themeoki. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. The winner will receive a $30 Dave and Buster's gift card. Now, uh, you know, we touched on just a few of the iconic theme songs that uh, we've enjoyed growing up, but there are so many. Uh, you know, Billy talked about G.I. Joe. You've got uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, Denver the Last Dinosaur, um, Doug, Rugrats, so many good ones. But uh, we don't want to hear from us anymore. We want to hear from you guys. And uh, give us a call. Like I said, it doesn't have to be good. just has to be entertaining. That number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. So far, we've only got one contestant, but uh, we've definitely got room for more. So uh, let's go ahead and bring in our first caller. Who do we have on the line? This is Joe. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good. All right, Joe. Uh, so we're talking cartoon theme songs. Uh, can you give us a few lines of your favorite one and keep it entertaining? Yeah. Do you want me to sing the whole thing or just a few lines? Hey, go for the whole thing if you know it. Okay, here we go. Yeah, the do. Flintstone, meet the Flintstones. They're a modern Stone Age family from the town of Bedrock. They're a page right out of history. Let's ride with the family down the street through the courtesy of the two feet. When you're with the Flintstones, have a yabba dabba do time, a dabba do time. We'll have a yeah. day all time. Thank you. Yes. Hey, he did the key change. He hit it high on the Yabba Dabba Doos. What the do in Yabba Dabba Doo? Let me tell you that. Yabba Dabba Doo. Nailed it. And, you know, that's one of the, the iconic theme songs. And uh, back in a time when having a gay old time meant something completely different from what it means now. <laughs> Well, Joe, we appreciate it. We're going to put you on hold real quick. Uh, we are waiting for a few more contestants to call in. Don't be shy. We're having fun here, and it's all for a good charity, your pocket for a $30 Dave & Buster's gift card. Um, while we're waiting, do you guys have any other uh, theme songs that come to mind that are just so iconic that uh, it needs to be shared? I remember, remember TGIF? Now, it wasn't a cartoon, but the theme song, it's Friday night and the mood is right. Gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGI. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's ever been a, a theme song for a block of TV shows that's more iconic than that. Yeah. Hey, how about making your way in the world today? It takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries, sure, it would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away and go to a place where everybody knows your name? I just did it in in, in monologue form. Cheers, buddy. Billy does Cheers, spoken word album. All right, we've got uh, another contestant on the line. 
Who's joining us now? Let me just say that this topic is perfect for me. Oh, Tim, how you doing? <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm doing good. <laughs> I figured this would be right up your alley. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Dude, too bad. I really, I really could not sing. I think you should give it to Joe. But I will William Shatner the S out of it if you want me to. Hey, we'll take it. Go for it. <laughs> All right. From since uh, since Ryan stole my first pick of Ducktales, which is my all-time favorite cartoon, I will pick my second favorite cartoon from my childhood, and it goes a little something like this: Thundercats are on the move. Thundercats are loose. Feel the magic. Hear the roar. Thundercats are loose. I, 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 thunder, 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 cats. I feel like we need some like jazz background, uh, you know, and some bongos to uh, to accompany you there. Are loose. <laughs> woman, woman. Oh, good pull, Ryan. Good pull. All right, Tim, we're gonna put you on hold here real quick. We have enough time for uh, one more caller. So, folks, call in 844-790-8255, 844-790-TALK, toll-free from anywhere in the world. As you heard, you don't even have to sing it. Just make it entertaining. We're having fun with this, and it is uh, you know, one of those things that if you didn't grow up on cartoons, then I, uh, I, I pity your soul. Um, I, I, it was my babysitter growing up and, uh, you know, something that uh, has obviously stuck with me all this time. You guys still watch cartoons? Uh, Sometimes. Well, I, <laughs> I have two boys, seven and ten years old, so uh, I have an excuse to watch cartoons. But as I was saying in the break with the reboot of, like, DuckTales, I'd probably watch that on my own as well. Yeah. I have one, one boy uh, myself, and... Um, <clears throat> That uh, I just went on a He-Man binge, uh, and I also went on a bit of a G.I. Joe binge. Uh, I live alone, and that is evidence why. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, if you're willing to admit it. So, uh, He-Man, yeah, just, yeah, okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and He-Man is one of those cartoons that just doesn't hold up um you know i remember it being fantastic and now you watch it and the animation is cheesy the stories have huge holes in it um but you know it brings back a little bit of nostalgia i i i think it holds up just fine (laughs) (laughs) all right when i'm crying alone at night eating bags of cheesy poofs he-man is there to comfort me well nobody knew he was he-man he looks just like adam well, and that's the thing. I, I never got that. I think Prince Adam would be there to comfort you, if you know what I mean. So. I know. He was very fun. comforting. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, yeah. I have to ask. We had Joe. We had Tim. Between the two of them, who is your vote for um, the best Thenioki cartoon theme song? I would have to say... Uh, was was Jim was the? Uh, oh wait, who was the Flintstones? Joe. Joe. I, I just because he hit that yabba dabba so hard and nailed the key change. I do love the cre- creativity of uh, of of the of Tim. Yeah, Tim. And uh, but Joe, my vote goes for Joe. All right. What about you, Ryan? Yeah. Where's your vote? Yeah, de- a def- definitely a tip of the cap to Tim for uh, shattering that out. But I also am going to have to go with Joe. He nailed the yabba dabba doos, and he hit that key change. 
that was really original uh, feedback. <laughs> well, with uh, <laughs> with two votes, uh, Joe is our winner. And uh, unfortunately, it looks like Joe hung up, but uh, you know, we'll get him back on the line here and uh, make sure that uh, he gets his prize. Tim, thank you for calling in. Folks, don't go anywhere when we come back. We're going to be talking about a new super Earth that was discovered. Don't miss it. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We're having a fun time here. It is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, May 14th. Now, we've set up what we call the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail message line where you can give us a call. Hey, if it's late at night, you're drunk off your ass, and you feel like calling in and ranting and raving, by all means, do so. Or if you want to give us your rendition of your favorite cartoon theme song like we did in our last segment, you're not going to win anything, but you can at least entertain us a little bit. The number to call in at the Phoenix line is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO, 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or for those of you who hate trying to figure out the letters on a keypad, that is 855-336-4973. Keep it entertaining. We'll put those together and play them on a future show. Now, uh, a story that I came across is both uh, eye-opening and sort of encouraging. A one in a million super Earth was discovered near the center of our galaxy. Calling it, quote, incredibly rare, New Zealand astronomers say that the planet is one of only a handful that have been discovered with both size and orbit comparable to that of our Earth. The research about the discovery was published recently in a study in the Astronomical Journal. How does this distant world and its star compare to our neighborhood? According to the study, the super-Earth's host star is about 10% the mass of our sun, and the planet would have a mass somewhere between that of Earth and Neptune. It would also orbit its star at a location between Venus and Earth. However, as far as life or water goes, study authors say not to get our hopes up. Quote, although it's not too much bigger than Earth, the orbiting uh, uh, and orbiting its star at a similar distance, this planet would be very cold because its star is smaller than the sun and emits much less light. So with the idea of other worlds out there that could sustain life, uh, do you guys ever get, you know, have thoughts of, uh, you know, what life would be like out there? Is it intelligent? Is it primitive? Uh, is it both? Um, you know, where do you guys stand on the, uh, the truth is out there scale? Well, I don't know if anybody saw this, but recently the Pentagon just released, uh, you know, and it just slipped in and out. But it was either the government Pentagon or something uh, that they acknowledge that these UFOs, that these uh, uh, these colonels, uh, that these fighter jet guys are coming out and saying, hey, we've videotaped this uh, this thing that we don't know what it is. They just basically said, yes, that's true. I don't know if anybody followed that stuff like that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it just kind of slipped in and out like, oh, by the way, uh, aliens are real. And so uh, I'm kind of I'm always a believer. In fact, I even have an alien T-shirt on. You can see that. Very cool. Yeah, you know, they recently declassified uh, a bunch of this That's footage. It. And it's, you know, UFOs basically stand for un 
unidentified flying objects, which most of us equate with, you know, intelligent life out there, you know, could also be in the conspiracy theory side of, you know, there's other uh, uh, countries or other people here on Earth that are testing equipment that uh, could potentially obliterate us. But, uh, you know, I tend to agree. I think there is more intelligent life out there. The odds would certainly say so, based on the size yes. of the universe. Um, oddly enough, I, I find it interesting that former Blink-182 um, singer Ooh. Tom DeLonge actually works now with the government and sort of for the government in helping the those of us, you know, who uh, to, to try and dispel, you know, mass hysteria in slowly uh, leaking out information about UFOs and aliens. So that way, you know, we as humanity don't lose our minds and, uh, you know, uh, descend into chaos. Tom DeLong is a bit questionable, though. I, I, I don't know if I'd use him as much of an authority after hearing him speak. Um, yeah. Well, and it's one of those things. Either he is bat-s crazy and just sort of spouting off these stories, or he is absolutely telling the truth. And uh, you know, we, we can only fathom just a, a small amount of what he actually knows. Have you guys ever seen the uh, Disclosure Project? I can't say I have. It was a, um, I guess it was kind of like a hearing, but they taped it, and it was a bunch of ex-military and government, uh, uh, I guess, people, and they told their stories of their sightings with UFOs, and there's just one after the other after the other of, like, this guy, Dr. Something Greer, got all these people together the disclosure project check it out it's pretty interesting um but yeah talking about aliens shutting down nuclear sites like nuclear weapons shutting them down ufos and stuff like that i don't know it was pretty crazy yeah i don't have doubt you guys it. ever seen a, a ufo i was just gonna I ask have. the same question i i definitely have i believe I believe I have, you know, there was a uh, time when I was in, I want to say middle school, just hanging out outside and looking up way, way up into the upper atmosphere and uh, a bunch of, you know, little like white orbs. And of course they were probably a lot larger based on how far away they were, but they were moving in patterns that, you know, weren't birds. They weren't, uh, you know, any sort of mm -hmm. aircraft that we know. And uh, I just found it fascinating. Yeah. I come from a UFO family. Everybody in my family has seen a UFO. My dad saw a UFO land in 1958. And then the year I was born, my whole family saw in neighborhood saw a UFO over my house and uh, it flew down the street. And uh, so your whole life, when your whole family has seen a UFO, you have two options and you haven't either UFOs are real or your whole family are liars. <laughs> so I kind of have to lean toward UFOs are real. <laughs> uh, it, it it's just so fascinating now uh, i have this discussion all the time with my fiance that you know we watch movies about you know alien planets and things like that and all of the crazy weird creatures that live on these alien planets and think man the imaginations of these filmmakers to come up with these you know crazy looking creatures and then you think back to reality and if you know uh, an alien landed on our planet and looked at some of the animals that we have around here they lose their mind the same way we do when right. watching movies. Just like the ocean. I mean, if you want alien life, look at deep in the ocean. You know? It's wild down there. And Have it's, you ever heard the... Go ahead. 
No, it's highly undiscovered as well. Uh, a yeah. huge percentage has not been explored, and who knows what's down there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There's, um, uh, uh, I lost, dang it. I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I had Planet Earth? Lost. Planet Earth? The deep sea edition. Deep sea. Oh, oh, that aliens may be us in the future. Have you Ooh. heard this yet? Aliens might be us in the future because as as time and evolution has happened, uh, our brains have, our heads have gotten bigger, our bodies have gotten weaker and skinnier. So, like in two thousand years, we'd have giant heads, skinny bodies, and don't talk and no nothing downstairs, and we come back. And walk around. I like that theory. So <laughs> future vacations will basically be people who uh, step into a UFO time machine just to go back and witness the uh, stupidity go to the 50s. Yeah, uh, exactly. of the coronavirus in 2020. <laughs> Could you imagine Fun. if you finally figure out time travel and you come back now? You're like, I'm here, vacation, Pismo Beach. What? <laughs> <laughs> coronavirus! <laughs> you'd be the only one on the beach and there'd be nobody to tell the story of uh, an alien landing. So, sounds like uh, Thursday at Billy's. <laughs> oh, more, oh. I don't wish that sound effects. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I have learned with uh, having Billy on, uh, on the shows that he has been, Billy, you've got a story for everything. Yeah, yeah, that's how you get out of jail. <laughs> As I say, people don't know. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I've uh, I've uh, a collection of stories I like to uh, share. I come from a storyteller family, and my dad was kind of like a big fish kind of guy. You know, you're like he's probably lying, but I'm just gonna let him talk. <laughs> I want to believe what he says because it's so fantastical. It's yeah. either believe the story or my dad is a liar. Right. Exactly. Some days, though, they catch me on the wrong day. I'm like, you know what? Liars, liars, <laughs> lying liars who lie. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for our discussion on the super earth that was discovered. Folks, we are headed into our final segment of the show. Ryan is going to take us through this day in history. Don't go anywhere. You won't want to miss it. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And sadly, we've reached the end of this Christian Phoenix radio show on a Thursday, May 14th. It's been a fun one today. Uh, you know, we do have one segment left, and uh, we like to uh, keep you guys informed as much as we like to keep you entertained at the end of every show as we do. Before we get there, if you missed a portion of the show or need to catch up on an old episode, head over to americamatters.us. Click on the Shows and Podcasts link and scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. You can find any of the previous episodes there in audio or video format. Now, uh, if you have a podcast platform that you just love, for me, I use Apple Podcasts. Some people at Spotify, but we're on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, iHeart, TuneIn, more being added every day. Be sure to subscribe while you are there. Um, that way you've got always the latest episode as we upload it. And uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Well, as we do 
every day. Ryan is going to take us through this day in history. All right. Welcome to another installment of This Day in History with yours truly, Ryan Wink. We're going to go all the way back to 1610. The assassination of Henry IX of France brings nine-year-old Louis XIII to the throne. Fatality. I went German there at the end. I was going to uh, say. What, I started what? French, I think. <laughs> it was a, it was a, mix, a myth, um, a hodgepodge. That's like, uh, a, that's like a bratwurst and a croissant, bro. <laughs> Which is delicious, I'll by the way. Delicious. I'm getting I'm getting bacon and bratwurst. It's a brat salt. A brat salt. It's a brat salt. <laughs> so oh. basically, Henry the the ninth was assassinated, and then nine year old Louis the thirteenth takes the throne. Nine. You think nine the, years old? You think the nine year old did it? Oh, he did. I mean, it said he. To, it said he took the throne. I don't know the rest of the story. No, I. I need to start. I'm asking. Did did he order the assassination? Do you think oh. he's like I'm nine? It's my time. What's uh? What's the that horrible king on Game of Thrones? Oh. The young one, Joffrey. Oh, annoying Joffrey. the king. Yeah. Yes. Oh, if he was anything like Joffrey, definitely ordered the hit. Louis the Thirteenth. Didn't he become? A, didn't he start a band as well? Right. Louis the Thirteenth wasn't that a band? Doesn't he have like a, like a really good scotch? Um, wow, he was an entrepreneur. This <laughs> I know bands, alcohol. He needs to get a subscription box. There Murder. You go. Yeah, he needs to get that crypto box, <laughs> that bones box. I put my bone in a box. Nice callback. <laughs> this one is is pretty similar. This is even a little bit wilder in 1643. Louis the Fourteenth becomes king of France at age four. So they went from a nine-year-old king, that was Louis the Thirteenth, and then Louis the Fourteenth becomes king at four. Wow, they actually got stupider as they got older. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I, I I do have an audio clip of uh, Louis the Fourteenth's first declaration. I pooped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just dumb, right? We all agree. Yeah, who puts yep. a four-year-old in charge of a country? France, 1643. That explains a lot. It's like, I could run a country, <laughs> but I can't drive yet. <laughs> There's, well, there wasn't cars. Yeah, I, I thought about that. Actually, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving right along. In 1787, <laughs> delegates gather in Philadelphia to draw up U.S. Constitution. Is that where that freedom of speech thing is? <laughs> the thing that so many people are using as toilet paper right now? Mm. Freedom of speech? Was, oh, the Constitution. Or the Constitution itself. <laughs> yeah, the Constitution itself. <laughs> I pooped my pants. Where's that soundbite again? <laughs> I pooped my pants. Do, do you think... Uh, um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Nicholas Cage was there at the time. I'm a constitution oh. protector. <laughs> Is he a constitution protector? I think so. 
He was in those National Treasure movies. The National Treasure oh. movies. There's two of them. <laughs> yeah, there should a, have been none of them. <laughs> with a third one on its way. And a TV really? series. Yep. Have you ever watched the Nicolas Cage freakout compilations? Oh, no, I should, though. That sounds oh, good. I haven't, so- but I am right after we're done with this show. Yeah, well, we should... Um, you know, I hope Nick Cage comes up again and you nice. can play some of those sound bites because Christian is... Bale's got a good one. Oh, he does. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, he does. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move along here. Um, in 1804, Meriwether Lewis and William Clark's expedition, commissioned by Thomas Jefferson, sets out from St. Louis for the Pacific Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis and Clark, Sacagawa, also known as Sacagawea. <laughs> some you guys of my know the story. Some of my Lewis, favorite coins. Lewis and Clark wasn't that the uh, wasn't that the Superman story <laughs> <laughs> with Dean Kane and uh, <laughs> right Dean Kane and Elizabeth Hurley. I don't. Yeah, think... <laughs> it wasn't Elizabeth Hurley. No. It was Terry Hatcher. Terry, Terry Hatcher. Hatcher. That's it. Yeah, it's, I get the two confused. In her prime. <laughs> Terry Hatcher on that show. I had a crush. Oh, I think we all did. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay. I had a crush. You see, too. You see her. You know her. All right. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. And moving right along. This is the London Society. This is in 1884. The London Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children became a national organization in Great Britain and Ireland. Founded by Liverpool businessman Thomas Agnew, who wanted to mirror the group he admired in America. And they successfully passed the first UK law to protect children from abuse and neglect. I wonder what it was like before uh, that. It was like that movie uh, Oliver Twist. (laughs) Right. Too glorious. Everybody sang to each other and did a soft shoe. (laughs) Yep, that's what life used to be like back in the 1800s. That's exactly what life was like before the uh, London Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. So, oh, yeah, they. Wow, I wish my mom would have had that. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up, she had a good right cross. (laughs) It was either believe I deserved it or my mom's a child abuser. (laughs) See, it's just like the alien thing. You grow up, you got to just make a decision. <laughs> Where'd you get that black eye? I uh, fell on my Transformers. I fell on my mom's fist. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm going to blaze through a couple here because I got a few more and I wanted to get to some national holidays today. All right. Uh, in 1853, Gail Borden, land surveyor, newspaper publisher, and inventor, patents his process for condensed milk. Yummy. <laughs> it, it, oh, it's, that's a sweet story. Yeah. It's, hey. I got it. I got it. Yummy. Yeah, we should milk this mm-hmm. story for all it's worth. Ooh. But it, go I, ahead. I have no, to, you go ahead. I have to ask, have you ever seen somebody who drinks condensed milk straight out of the can? No. <laughs> In the Do you really? really? Well, look, here's the deal, guys. (laughs) I want to hear this explanation. Well, in Brazil, right? Okay, in Brazil, condensed milk is a... The sweet condensed milk is a uh, very popular item there. So I used to always have a can in my fridge. Sometimes I put it in my coffee. 
And sometimes I get a sweet tooth late at night and I would just grab my can and, and pour a little in my mouth. I mean, sorry. Inconceivable! <laughs> Makes sense. I, I, I don't know. There's just something at its core wrong with that. You know, condensed milk goes well with other things, but right. by itself, ugh. Yeah, I well, had some Vietnamese either, coffee the other day. It was really good with it. It's either believe I'm a piece of crap or justify that condensed milk is actually delicious. And all right, we'll take your word I'm for try, it. I'm trying to bring I'm trying to bring Billy's U.S. flow story <laughs> back. <laughs> right, and and this was the hand gestures for I those those on the radio. I'm imitating Billy's hand gestures. Um, let's slide right into this next story. 1878 Vaseline is granted to Pat. Uh oh. Does the Vaseline comes into play? <laughs> oh yeah, eighteen seventy eight Vaseline is granted a patent. Wow. 18... <laughs> <laughs> Vaseline's not really great for giggity giggity goo, actually. Yeah. It's uh... anyways, what moving is... right along. <laughs> what is Vaseline good for? Um uh, Stone Temple Pilot too... song. You know, like Anybody? Lips, a good, lips, inside of your nose. Okay. Inside. Keep yeah. your eyebrows oh. in place. Uh yeah. Oh, that's what they use. Fighters use Vaseline. Oh, they there you use, go. So they, so they're, so the the punch doesn't rip their skin. Wait, is it a soft S? Did you just say Vaseline or is it Vaseline? Vaseline. I think it's Vaseline. Vaseline. <laughs> Vaseline. I'm pretty sure Vaseline. it's Vaseline. I'm, it's, Vaseline. That's just actually to be a, modern. That's a beautiful. Uh, Name for a baby girl. This is Vaseline. my daughter, Vaseline. Vaseline. <laughs> that's all I have. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I have. Hey guys, let's do another story. 1908, the first passenger flight in an airplane. 1908. It seems oh, a little early. Terrified. It yeah. seems a little early. I mean, I guess you would need two people to make it a passenger flight. Is that where you see that old black and white footage of people just holding on to the wing? Probably. Yeah. You know what the first thing they told the Wright brothers? They were like, you're wrong, brother. This is scary. <laughs> hey, now. Ooh, nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we've I got... don't know who's, who's going on that flight. We've got about a minute left, Ryan, if you want to run down just a couple of the national holidays before we uh, take off for the day. I will. Let's see. National holidays. It's National Decency Day. Oh, that's so nice of you. I wish we knew that at the beginning of the broadcast. That would have helped. Yeah. It would have helped. I would have I said less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would I, I would have said less. <laughs> UFO. <laughs> All right, guys. It's National Dance Like a Chicken Day. Hey. <laughs> and folks, we will leave you on that note. So uh, feel free to dance like a chicken decently. And uh, join us here tomorrow. We have a very special guest, Nathan Osman, the country music superstar and son, uh, sorry, grandson of Donnie Osman. Tune in tomorrow. We will see you then. Folks, have a great Thursday.